everybody. Welcome to episode six of Serious Shot with Pam and Heather. Last time we met, we had a whole episode of creepy news. So this week we are going to bypass that. We're going to go straight into our interview with an amazing man named Dr. Dimitri Katz. Pam, do you want to tell us a little bit about that and take it away? Well, he is a true researcher and epidemiologist, and he, for me, is the silver lining of the pandemic. He has opened my eyes to something so medicinal, so powerful, so far-reaching and ranging in medicine that everyone should be learning about niacin. And just so everyone is clear, this is not medical advice. Any time you change a protocol in your recommended repertoire, you should ask the advice of your long-term trusted physician. All right, here with us today is Dr. Dimitri Katz. And go ahead, Dr. Katz, and introduce yourself and what brought you to the topic and study of niacin. So yes, uh, pleasure to be on. Thank you, Pam, Colorado Health Lines. Um, so how I got to niacin, um, it's a very interesting story. Um, so I, I was, um, I'm originally, um, I got in, I did my bachelor's in mathematics and in chemistry. I then um, was gonna go to medical school, but biostatistics and epidemiology were kind of um, becoming more and more popular. And I thought that I could apply my analytical skills to um, provide more, you know, uh, more outreach and health impact and reach more people um, with, uh, kind of doing statistical analyses to find patterns and etiologies of, of disease progression, what's causing disease. So I then did my master's in biostatistics. Um, and then following that, I went ahead and did my PhD at the heart of the beast of this whole COVID saga, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, and so I spent a good maybe six years there. The last two to three years, maybe even seven years, the last three years, um, I was intensely uh, programming models and coding models for my dissertation research. Um, and my dissertation research um, has meant, so it, it tackled, it was looking at um, healthy aging um, and then it kind of got limited to the outcomes of dementia and, and I added cancer later. Um, and so what, 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 we've, what we know about dementia is that it's already the number one killer in the UK since 2017 um, because of the extended life of the population of you know, modern civilization and modern medicine, BioHarmer has done a few good things um, that uh, basically we're now, are the human, especially in developed nations, the human civilization is approaching you know, decades of life that they've never really reached at this mass. And with baby boomers, there's gonna be, it's already we're seeing this influx of people more and more 70 and up, 80 and up. Um, and with a lot of pollutants, toxins in food, um, put that all together, uh, we're gonna see the rate and incidence and you know, prevalence thereon of dementia more than quadruple within the next 10, 20 years and exponentially um, that's expected to continue to rise in modern, in, in modern world and developed nations. So there's been kind of my motivation was to see if 
Um, you know, we know exercise and phys leisure time physical activity has, uh, you know, many, uh, a plethora of, of, of positive health effects. Um, but we had never really been able to kind of directly and, and, uh, causally infer, say, how much do we need to do as we enter into midlife and on, say like around age 45, 50 and on. Um, and so my, my objective in the dissertation research was originally first for, for dementia um, was to see like, well, um, how much exercise do we do? How often, how intense? when over you know how many years when over say the 50s 60s and on and what kind of impact direct kind of causal isolated impact independent impact will it have in terms of delaying the onset of alzheimer's dementia um and so um basically you know there's been there have been many uh kind of alzheimer's association alzheimer's society they even did a um a kind of economic trajectory analysis, projection analyses, saying that we can maybe, you know, with the, the cost of and burden of care, not just financially, but societally and for families, um, hospital, the infrastructure, uh, we, our civilization, and this is might be a lot of the reason for COVID, I think, to get to kind of call the, the older adults, because really, I think our civilization um, is not prepared to handle this upcoming crisis and, and financially, societally, infrastructurally. Um, and so that these, those economic pro projection trajectory studies said, well, if we, can if we can find like a hypothetical treatment of some sort to delay the onset of the dementia in populations by five years, we'll, we'll be able to handle um, this crisis, we'll be able to mitigate it enough to maintain, it won't be as bad. Um, so I found out in my dissertation research, uh, firstly, that kind of on the, on, the, on the shallow level, to answer the objective question on the hypothesis, it was that um, essentially like just like five hours a week of, of, of say like stationary bike riding, golf, um, brisk walking, incorporating that into your life over the 50s and 60s, that will delay, you know, especially for those most at risk, like black race, uh, female gender, this will delay at least the onset of dementia in the population by at least um, five plus years. Um, and so I kind of answered the question, we, we, can, we can incorporate physical activity exercise in our lives. But the problem is, is it's easier said than done. And even if you know the benefits, um, and especially in say like modern U.S. American society, um, at least at least half of adults by age fifty and on are pretty much sedentary. Um, and this, and so my, the the first aim of the of the dissertation, I was kind of I did longitudinal trajectories to to kind of to 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 assess um, and depict how U.S. Uh, you know, U.S. adults 50 and on up to 90, you know, they start sedentary in the 50s, but after 70, like after retirement age, everyone's on the population level is pretty much becoming not just sedentary, but almost immobile, therefore. So <clears throat> despite these, you know, despite the massive benefits that I saw for physical activity, um, and I had agreed with my advisor at the time that it's, my, it's 
it's again easier said than done. It's not feasible, even people knowing this knowledge, you know, to get up off their butt and, and start exercising on the population level. But so then um, I also added the, the cancer outcome because I, you know, right, usually the cancer incidence rates skyrocket around age 65 to 75. Um, and, I, and also physical, it's like exercising during that time is, is literally probably the best anti-parcinogen. Um, and now, you know, on a massive level, like, a, like, you know, every extra hour a week is like 50 to 100 times less risk. Wow. So, yeah. And then also I noticed, um, and this is, people will say this is controversial, but these are scientific facts. Um, I proved in the causally inferred dissertation analyses of these Bayesian joint models um, that smoking cigarettes, that if actually you, and I'm not condoning cigarettes here, I'm just reporting the facts, um, that people, so ages 50 and on, if you um, quit or didn't smoke coming in versus if you continue to smoke, like 50 and on, like usually it's, I had the measure at about, you know, in the mid fifties um, and usually people who are, you know, reporting smoking in the fifties and not quitting yet, they usually continue to smoke. But so basically, if you would quit or never smoked compared to continuing to smoke 50 and on, you had more than 25 times the incident hazard of, of developing cancer down the road. Okay, so wait, pause here, insert a question. Are we talking about nicotine or nicotinic acid here? Is that so, what yeah. is happening here? So that's the whole thing. The, the word nicotinic acid derives from nicotine. Um, and I, so at first I was, I, I thought I was like, like schizophrenic or something like, did I just waste three years of my life and get this? <laughs> like, I, I thought I, I had like, some, I thought like something crazy was going on. And then, you know, cause they had, they had indoctrinated everyone and say big, and I, again, I'm not condoning tobacco, but I, I, then I looked through all the coding, everything. I made sure I, you know, made sure that this is the the right categorization: smoker, non-smoker, former smoker. Like quadruple checked, a hundred thousand quadruple checked. I reported to my advisor everything. He he even before I wanted to to do add cancer. He's like, no, 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 no cancer, no cancer. I'm like, well, cancer is a very important outcome that I, I can now causally, I can uh, disentangle the etiological mechanism of one of the worst diseases on top of dementia. <laughs> and you don't think that cancer is part of the, you know, avoiding cancer is not part of the healthy aging construct. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, so I, I, so I had not, I didn't even at the time realize the connection that nicotinic acid, flush niacin, and nicotinamide, aka niacinamide, it's essentially like sibling vitamins, um, that they are literally in nicotine compound within tobacco leaf. Okay, um, so I don't want to jump the gun here, but people are reporting in certain data sets that smokers are unaffected from COVID. What's going on there? Yeah, so I mean, I've been, it's again, so um, there's a study, uh, you can Google uh, ResearchGate space. Um, nicotinic acid space nicotine. Um, and 
I'm sure they won't let it publish so that the guy put it up on his own, you know, research gate profile. They're not going to publish it. And it's, it's a huge study, but um, they basically separated the compounds that you can put them in water at 80 degrees or um, I forget what other solution or, and then also they did like a little device with a big beaker and they, and like they simulated smoking and literally, so a pack a day smoker gets about, you know, on average, maybe 50 milligrams of both niacin and niacinamide. And it's directly going into their, um, you know, even so like say SARS-CoV-2 can enter the orifices here and even in the brain. So then also the lungs, this a massively disproportional um, number of people or percentage of people who are, who are not smoking, who aren't getting COVID. I've been talking to many clinicians now, they're doing samples, little descriptive analysis samples. They're coming back to me saying not one of these hospitalized patients is a smoker. Okay. So am I following correctly that there's a mechanism with nicotine that is um, prophylactic with COVID and, I'm, and neither of us are condoning smoking in that form from tobacco products. But that does beg the question, then what would a clean version of nicotinic acid do for COVID? Right, so exactly. So, um, so kind of, uh, I, I, so that was the, the whole cigarette thing was always in the back of the mind with the cancer. Um, and then, so I, this was like around um, March, oops, March, 2020, um, when COVID was really starting to kick into full gear. And at the time I was like networking on LinkedIn. I had like all the biopharma giants, their executives looking at me, all the biotech people, bankers, they, you know, I was reporting the results of, of, of my dissertation, mainly with the dementia, because the, the, coming in, the dementia was like the biggest thing when, you know, and, and they were all interested. I was trying to network, you know, um, and then, so they were like, you know, COVID's coming, you know, concentrate your efforts on COVID. I was like, okay, maybe I'll find like a treatment for COVID. Um, and so what I realized, so I started digging in the COVID, like the early studies, a lot of the early studies, um, like Aid Wenzel, Dr. Wenzel from, um, I believe, South Africa, he had a really nice study showing basically, um, if you guys know about the whole NAD plus um, deficiency over aging and how, you know, inflammatory conditions, cardiometabolic conditions, disease risk factors, pathologies, developments of them um, over the life course, and, and, and even an acute infarct inflammatory kind of syndromes or like say like SARS-CoV-2 infection turning a cytokine storm, um, there was basically this overlap of the NAD plus deficiency. Um, and you know, there's a lot of biotech companies, they make kind of fake niacins because they know they can't, they, they, they can't patent a natural vitamin, natural compound, and they can't patent its application because anyone can just go to the store and buy it. They don't need to, they're not going to make any money off it. So they, <laughs> So they basically, um, uh, you know, kind of like big pharma does like, hey, we got like remdesivir, for instance, is a niacinamide analog. It's a, it's a, and it's toxic, but there's, so like Chromadex is NR, or uh, there's another one with uh, the renowned geneticist, David Sinclair, 
he advertises with works for um, the ones who make nicotinamide mononucleotide. Uh, they all know that they're fake niacins and they just promote them as if they're, as if they're niacin and charge more money. Um, and so this kind of like, this is how Biopharma Biotech does with all their products. Yes. Um, and so, so I saw that initially, I saw this, I was, had the cigarette connection in the back of my mind and I saw this NAD plus deficiency connection, how basically like during this inflammation, our body's trying to account for it, um, which gives this redox, gives hydrogens, um, kind of essentially potential energy to deal with kinetic heat energy, to deal with inflammation, free radical electrons. Um, and so this is going on with COVID. Um, and so I then was like, well, maybe, uh, and I was telling these biotech guys on LinkedIn and stuff, I was like, well, what about like NAD plus or, or the nicotine, the true niagen? And, and they even said like, no, it's not going to do anything. It might prevent it a little. And then I, I dug deeper and deeper. And I was like, well, what about niacin, nicotinic acid? And then that's when they stopped saying a thing. And it's so like I knew silence. Yeah, like just, and then at the same, and so I like, because originally I was, you know, I've done some virology research and, and essentially with this, with SARS-CoV-2 and like most viruses with SARS-CoV-2, it's an RNA one. And like most viruses it's a DNA one and they just kind of chill around the mitochondria and suck up the energy and, and multiply. The SARS-CoV-2 kind of really literally kidnaps the mitochondria, fuses it and, in, and it's almost like cancer and HIV at the same time. Um, not as not as severe, but some people are. But it's you know um, it, it hijacks your mitochondria, um, uses the energy to replicate and do progeny, and um, essentially that leads to a cytokine storm because it's kind of fusing um, all you know, just blowing up your mitochondria, and then your cells start to use the cytoplasm and do anaerobic glycolysis, respiration. Um, so wait for layman's terms because right. even I had to dig into this and so just the average person listening is this a good analogy when we're talking mm -hmm. about thermogenesis because we're in Colorado I'm going to use a wildfire analogy okay. so you have a wildfire and that is analogous to your the inflammation from the virus but then you have this flushing niacin that can in an analogous way, have a, a different type of heat that backburns the fire and puts the inflammatory fire out. Is that a, a good analogy or do you have a better one? So it's essentially, it's pushing that heat out. So it's like, imagine if you, so like a tree or a brush that's on fire, imagine you dosed it with enough niacin. So there's this endothermic processing that's niacins is like sent from some kind of intergalactic dimension. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost there. I almost believe that. I mean, it's true. And, and so it, it, it does this, it's, it, it's, it's basically essentially thermodynamics and what it's, so what it's almost like exercising. So when you exercise your, your body has it, So it's like potential energies, there's energy in stable idle bonds. Um, and then, so they have, it's essentially the exact thing as moving energy, but it's different direction. So when you exercise, you release that energy and that's how you like sweat out and sweat out inflammation and everything uh, and lose calories. You can burn calories. So 
nine so niacin essentially like you're not so if you don't have extra heat energy that needs to be dealt with and kind of it goes intracellularly it, it, it starts as a very small molecule and if, if there's inflammation and low low ph um uh basically yeah so it's like you know so it's it, it then it's it's a very intricate process but it then essentially uh takes that inflammation or say like a pathogen or a toxin um, and recruits T cells, kills it and pushes it out. Um, okay. And so, so it turns like into a, from a small molecule into this bigger one. So it gets all this potential energy and that potential energy diffuses. And so it's the exact same direction as say kinetic heat energy trying to like fire you up, but it pushes it out. So it sounds, I really like the exercise analogy because that, that will make sense to a lot of people who have used maybe um, also infrared sauna to detoxify, right? Similar mechanism of you using heat to create an energy that fights toxins, metals, pathogens, viruses. Is that fair, a fair analogy? Yeah, and so like um, there are, yeah, there are a lot of centers that do, I know 9-11 um, firefighters who had uh, like like magnesium oxide poisoning, mercury poisoning from the from the attack, and they um, you can Google it. And they so they they have a clinic where um, so with all the toxins, especially in their brain, that's the hardest to get out. They they were you know building up to even five gram doses, and then they do a little exercise, sweat, go to the infrared sauna for thirty minutes, um, then take activated charcoal, which kind of you know, so the, the infrared sauna will kind of exasperate those, the fields of energy to push it out. Um, so it's kind of like energy is moving. It wants to move to less energy. And so it kind of does this almost magnetic kind of uh, force out of you. And the niacin from within pushes it out. Well, and I really want to dig into this niacin flushing protocol because um, it's so accessible and, and so cost effective compared to maybe other detoxification. I'm, I, I'm very familiar with chelation, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, IVIG, IV ozone, um, infrared sauna. These, these can be, these can have accessibility issues for just having a provider having access to the cost. So let's go to our like primary question is what is the niacin flushing protocol? And what range of disorders would would benefit from it? Okay, so I'll lead into that. Um, I so wanted to finish earlier, like so when I um when I when, when I had that eureka moment about the thermodynamics, the kind of bioenergetic processes and mechanisms, and how niacin could counter this brilliantly, I started reporting it to my advisor to UNC Medical School to uh, UNC Epidemiology, Public Health, to Ralph Barrick himself, to, you know, Denison Lab and Vanderbilt, to all the biopharma people. I was, I, you know, I was naive at the time thinking, oh, you know, like, well, I got the cure, I got the internet, like, you know, I was still, it was, I thought it was promising. And I was really excited. I'm like, wow, we, you know, maybe this could do it. And they wouldn't reply to me. And then, you know, and then UNC started saying, try to, try to even threaten my mother, tried to call the FBI on me, tried to say I was crazy, um, tried to get a, a psychiatrist to prescribe me risperidone and lithium. 
Um, so because then later I found out because they're, these are, these are criminals who were setting up a racket in crimes against humanity, uh, that Barrick was hired by NIH, Gilead, CDC to make fake, not, they, they basically made remdesivir for Ebola and SARS and MERS never did crap. And then they paid off all the journals like nature and JAMA, um, to, to, to move it, glide it along publication, even though it showed no, even in vitro therapeutic value. And, and then what's showed, the cost difference between over-the-counter niacin and remdesivir? So flush, niacinamide, which it's like an analog of, niacinamide is probably the cheapest supplement you can get. You can get probably each one of them, um, like a dose, like a 500 milligram or a one gram dose, if you get it in bulk, will probably be half a penny. <laughs> and they, they so they're selling it for five thousand a dose, and 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 also their RCT, their randomized controlled trial showed eleven plus days suffering still to start to recover. They, 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 the NIH paid them an extra hundred million or something to do to test it in pregnant women. They, it's toxic even. It has no therapeutic value, um, and there's and they've made billions off it. And the FDA approved it. And meanwhile, I'm sending my pretty much unequivocal mechanistic evidence reports because I started digging really deep into the, into the strictly biochemical mechanism then of niacin. Uh, I was at the time concentrating on the anti-inflammation going on. Later, and this is like March, April, May, June, I'm sending this mechanistic evidence. Every preprint is like, sorry, this isn't appropriate. Um, uh, I try to send it to JAMA, to Nature. They, they, they quick reject, no explanation. Um, even preprints.org, they, they screwed up and put it up. In three days, it was getting like 10,000 views. They, they emailed me, retracted it retroactively without explanation with the DOI already assigned. Um, so since then also, I found out this, the, the flush niacin is not just anti-inflammatory, but it's, it's innate to our immunity. Literally, um, our bodies are made to get flush niacin to activate T cell responses and killer cells and, and, and it's essentially induce phagocytosis of, of foreign pathogens, toxins. Um, wow. and, and, and they make, again, analogs of their derivatives of nicotinic acid. And we're trying to, and, and so it's like, they've known about all this, but they don't tell anyone. And they try to make fake niacins that are useless and even harmful and try to sell them for thousands of dose while they don't let the population know about niacin. And then, so, you know, so I found out about the antiviral mechanism, the immunity modulating powers. Um, during this whole time also, I had basically, I'm pretty sure the CCP was spying on me. Um, and and we'll I come think- We'll come back to that. <laughs> Keep going, we'll come back to that. Right. So, I, and I think that, I think that they got screwed over um, and they were reporting early also that in Wuhan, the smokers weren't getting COVID or they weren't getting severe outcomes. And there's, they've been censoring all that because they know about the niacin and niacinamide. And it's, and I'm not even saying that, like, if you smoke, you will make sure to not get COVID, but it's, you will have, it, it's, it's better. Uh, it's a exponentially more effective and safer option than the vaccine. And they know that, but but now it's but it's it's literally the niacin and the niacinamide in the cigarettes. Now, if you just supplement 
and also, so later I found out, you know, that's also, this is kind of like, um, like a, like a, hold on one second, like a. Yeah, I um, need to pause because my head just exploded with yeah, that's, cigarette that's, smoking that's, is better than the vaccine. And so Philip Morris, Philip Morris knows this, um, the biggest tobacco company, these guys are angels compared to big pharma. Um, and they know this. And, and they, didn't know, they didn't know they were, I don't think they fully realized the connection with nice and nice and on. I mean, just go to, I could share maybe, a, 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 I could overload Twitter with how many cancer studies there are. Um, you can like, I mean, every, and even my research proved it, but so they, they were trying to tell them that they're, they're making a carcinogenic product. And they did the anti-tobacco thing. And then look, look at cancer incidence rates have like quadrupled since then. And, but anyway, they didn't, I don't think the big tobacco companies understood this underlying link with the niacins. I'm sure they and, did. And now they do, probably yeah. from me. And <laughs> now, now what Phil Morris is, do, it's like who, you, who we thought were the bad guys weren't really right. the bad guys. And so, right. so oh, Phil well, Morris you know, now is, Let's do admit that they put some other things in their cigarettes. So probably rolling your own and growing your own tobacco would be a more effective <laughs> delivery system. And Let's so, yeah, and so I don't think they knew with the niacin's connection, but they wanted people to buy their product more. And they, you know, they wanted to get them more. And really the people are addicted to the niacin and niacinamide. That's really what they're addicted oh, to. Oh, interesting. But, yeah, and like say drinkers, people who drink, um, they, they, it depletes your niacin. And that's why they smoke a lot. A lot of drinkers, it's, it's, it's overlapped with smoking. Bill W., who founded Alcoholics Anonymous, he, yes. spent the last, yeah. he spent the last few decades of his life, he probably got killed, dedicating to try to get niacin into the AA protocol. He and they kicked him off the board for well, it. They had, yeah. right. The doctors on the board wouldn't allow it, right? I mean, right, they, because they, God forbid if it got into like the addiction group, it would be mainstream what? by now. They couldn't take that chance. So, but yeah, but like the, the, the 12 steps is great, but he, he didn't recover until he met Adolf Huxley who wrote Brave New World, who introduced him to Hoffer. And then Hoffer was treating, you know, people with depression, schizophrenia mainly as a psychiatrist. Um, and he said, you should try flush niacin. And then, so once he, uh, 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 you know, acquired the protocol and did one gram three times a day, his alcoholism went away. He had no, no, um, you know, yearning for alcohol, the depression went away. And then he spent the last 10, 20 years of his life trying, like that was his life mission then was to incorporate it into the AA protocol. He, in, in Hoffer, let me go back to Hoffer. Hoffer wrote the Bible on niacin. It's called Niacin, the Real Story. It's a book. Yeah, Andrew Saul, I, I believe. And, and yeah. yeah, Hoffer does the good, a really good preface. Hoffer's written a lot of amazing, I mean, and, and with Paul, Linus Pauling with vitamin C, but yeah, um, yeah, the, the American Medical Association, despite um, Bill W getting three medical doctors and in clinical studies and trials showing brilliant results to curb alcoholism and feel better and live a great life, like 90, like 80 something percent like out of hundreds, like within weeks, stop drinking. And they still, they're like, nope, nope. And they, and he, his own company, he founded, they weren't one. So, I mean, it's been censored and suppressed with all their might. Um, 
but yeah, so like with, and then with this COVID too, and I'll, and, and, and again, it's the, every single disease and ailment possible can be treated, prevented, um, therapized, therapeutically treated, um, kept at bay with mainly the niacin. Every Let single the list. Let me read the list from, from the Hopper Saul Foster book. Yeah, please. Allergies, alcoholism and other addictions, Alzheimer's disease, anxiety, cancer, cataracts, cholera, diarrhea, detoxification, fatigue, heart disease, Huntington's disease, migraine headache, MS, nephritis, obesity, Parkinson's, um, post-traumatic stress disorder, Raynard's disease, skin dis conditions, um, and viral illnesses are just like some of the, the, the range of niacin. Yeah. I mean, literally just, I mean, you can add Hashimoto's, you can add rheumatoid arthritis, you can add Parkinson's, you can add, I mean, kidney disease, liver failure, hepatitis, uh, pancreatic issues, um, birth defects. Um, I mean, it's, the research is, is uh, like, it's obvious. It's, it's so, but basically what explains this kind of smorgasbord of conditions and diseases that it, 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 it counters is because really, again, what my dissertation ultimately uncovered is this underlying thermodynamic mechanism, um, this bioenergetic balance we need to keep. And so say when we get older, more sedentary, we exercise less. So we have more and more inflammation. Like we're not uh, exerting out at a rate the, the energy we put in as much and more and more and more uh, accumulation. And this, so, so, so essentially every, every kind of disease, um, ailment condition is, is all just, it's, it's all like, you're not, you don't have the right balance bioenergetically through and in net the cells of your body. And there's a deviation from like a steady flow, like a, like a steady state thermo, we call it thermodynamic equilibrium. And what not, the niacins do is, is modulate that dynamically. And so like, you can't be a couch potato and eat McDonald's all day. And I mean, but it will, it will overcome a lot of that, but it's, you know, you want to like a good, healthy lifestyle, good diet, um, exercise, mental health, uh, fulfilling life, you know, sleep, the, the niacins will in, and proper nutrients, you know, knowing and with this kind of what my protocol tackles, not just COVID will keep, will facilitate dynamically forward this sustainment of a thermodynamic equilibrium or revert back towards it. Um, and so like with, so with COVID also, um, so literally like I was, you know, trying to publish these papers, send these preprints and they knew it and they're making fake nice since the same time. I, I, I even, I was emailing FDA I even pretended to make like a product and put claims on it so that they would come back to me so that I could take them to court essentially to get the word out. And then, and I showed them again, more evidence, they didn't reply back. Um, and at the same time, FDA is approving fake niacins. Um, I even went, drove to Bethesda, Maryland, went to NIH headquarters. I showed them, and this is uh, a few months after I did my own randomized controlled trial it was a small one, very informal. It was self-report, but then again, the the, the biopharma vaccine trials were self-report too. Yes, they um, were. 
but so, and they didn't use a real placebo, they used a failed adenovirus vaccine and they're acting like their vaccine's better than immunity, but they didn't use immunity as the comparison. But um, basically I went to NIH also, literally there, there's a video on YouTube I don't know how they haven't taken off it, but I showed them my papers. I showed them the randomized controlled trial where if you give one gram doses to non-hospitalized patients, it'll, it'll cover too, but non-hospitalized, I wasn't in the hospital. I was basically putting out signs. And like, if you feel like you have COVID, contact me if you wanna be involved in this trial, giving them all the terms, blah, blah. Essentially 1.3 median days recovery, full recovery reported back, maximum 2.3 days. And still now, now every day, you know, this is at least, you know, directly at least 10 to 15,000 people now since then I have, have reported the same thing. Many of them within hours are fully recovered. Um, and long callers, right? I'm reading testimonials through your RCTs on your Twitter page, people messaging you, long haulers that tried everything and within a day or two are getting relief from flushing niacin protocol. Yeah, and I'll get to the long haulers. So, so yeah, the long, the long haulers is the toughest group to deal with, but it's, we have now breakthrough and, and we're getting them back, most of them. Uh, but I'll get to that. But yeah, with so like, I, I, so I went to NIH, they, they were more interested in how the heck did you get here than a curing <laughs> COVID. They didn't even take my paper. I was like, is there a biochemist I can explain this to? It, <laughs> I'm like, you, you guys have patients in your clinical center right now suffering. You guys have a pharmacy right there. You can give them nicotinic acid and you see it right before your eyes. What are you guys talking about? And then they wouldn't even take my, the, the manuscripts I, I printed out. They, they gave me a 1-800 generic number, sent me home. I went and emailed them to this COVID-19 treatment candidate um, like a uh, hub service they had where people can send in evidence and they'll look at it and see if they want to do trials on it. I sent them all my evidence. They replied back like, sorry, it's not a, we're not really interested. And then at the same time, you know, because they wanted to keep their, they didn't want to end COVID. So really, literally if, if, um, so like simply mainly flush niacin, it's, unsurpassed as, as preventative medicine and, and also therapeutic, um, not just COVID, but to drive health forward, prevent all diseases. Um, and, and in fact, if, if you're sufficiently supplied with niacin and you know all the other nutrients and have a good balanced lifestyle, there's literally negligible physical biological chance to even get a COVID SARS-2 infection. Um, wow. And our, they, they know this, and our daily diet is ridiculously deficient. Um, so, like, if you know, for prophylactic and even just general health maintenance, prevention disease, people, you know, you want to, people can just build up and with both of the niacins and with other B vitamins replenished every day, um, NAC also, some NAC to help with antioxidation, vitamin D3, very important, um, vitamin C. I mean, just like selenium, a good diet, but mainly, mainly flush niacin. And, and, you know, if you can build up, do, you know, maintain like 500 milligram doses a few times daily, some people will need more, but they usually give it to people with like hypercholesterolemia, um, who have really low HDL. And so they've now done many studies like nature did one, um, new England medicine journal, 
um, um, all the top journals basically, I mean, they basically showed like, okay, HDL media, blah, blah, blah. Like, so after adjusting for every single risk factor, all the metabolic disorders, obesity, diabetes, um, hypertension, coronary artery disease, sex, age, obesity, all those, the independent risk factor was low HDL cholesterol. And this is for, for, for susceptibility to initial infection and HDL was driving the severity of, of acute COVID then on. Um, and also, also there's been causally inferred studies with Mendelian genetic analyses showing that low HDL is causally driving infectious disease in the general population. And so what explains this is, um, so kind of if you know what the atherosclerosis pathogenesis is, is when, you know, you eat a bunch of crap food, um, you don't exercise, you- America. You, right, so, so basically eventually you get cholesterol leaving cells and macrophages and, 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 and released into, because there's just too much pressure for it to hold in, in tissue and it goes into blood plasma. And so HDL is kind of like a cab, a taxi cab that goes from liver and through blood. And, and, and um, basically if it's cholesterol is leaking the blood to prevent atherosclerosis and not have your arteries stiffen, um, it tries, it, it moves, tries to move that cholesterol back into the tissue. So what happens there is there's this receptor called SRB1 or, or the genetic uh, expression is CD36. And so, and that's that that's the co-receptor to ACE2, um, and ACE2 is ACE2 is like an inflammatory receptor, and I'm pretty sure ACE2 is the niacin receptor, GPR109A. So both of these are like when you have inflammation, and then also when your H so when your HDL is low, it's low because it's trying to put that cholesterol back from the plasma into the cells through that SRB1 receptor. So that SRB1 receptors overexpressed then. And so your HDL also isn't developing as much in the liver and that's where its immune properties are, are kind of, are, are being developed and then even with vitamin D3 from bone marrow. Um, and so basically your HDL's trying to scoop this cholesterol and put it back into those cells from the blood. And essentially, the, what, the, what a lot of viruses in this, uh, specifically the SARS-CoV-2 does is take advantage of it and try to, it tries to sneak into that overexpression because when, when this is going on, there's, there's you know, this esterified cholesterol building up and it's accumulating into what are called these lipid wraps, like gunky, gooey stuff. And it's a huge energy source. And it's, and there's, um, so it's like lipid deposits and rafts and the viruses, it's very favorable for them to sneak in there and use that actual energy to replicate and hijack your mitochondria. Um, so literally what flesh niacin does is literally the inverse of this. Um, it's, so it basically, it, it, it basically burns out say like triglycerides or, or inhibits lipolysis and, and fats um, and, and burns out the cholesterol through like a thermogenesis. That's part of the flush response. So what you're essentially doing then is, is like the more, you know, if you get accustomed to and you're like, as you 
build more and more nice in your life and you put it make incorporated in your life supplementation um you're basically uh limiting the amount of accumulated esterified cholesterol and not having your hdls to work as hard your immunity is boosted and so that srb1 cd36 receptor isn't overexpressed and there isn't as, as many lipid deposits so the virus is there's no, it's, it's like physically biologically ne a negligible chance of it being possible for you to even get the virus to invade you in the first place and then from there on, it will, you know, you, you feed enough flush nice and it will inhibit, it will disrupt this, its whole replication process, induce phagos, you know, recruit T cells to, to target it, to see what it is, and then basically kill them and flush them out your body. And at the same time, um, you know, if, if COVID continues in like acute phase, the more and more severe, the more your HDL is depleting because it's, it's, more esterified cholesterol it's trying to deal with because and, and inflammation and that's when the ace2 receptors are blown up so your body at that time is literally yearning thirsting for niacin mm -hmm. um so and and so that's why even like smoking cigarettes um even just those 50 milligrams pack a day it's showing disproportional uh it's showing basically massive protection on a you know on a, on a statistics level and so like like i was saying like big tobacco like philip morris now they're recognizing this and they this is beautiful for our society because they're realizing holy crap we have actually healthy product and we can make more money by making a healthy product and what they're doing now is they bought this huge inhalant company so they're going to be so it's like smokeless so they're going to be, it's basically like nice and nice and nice and inhalers. I'm sure it's going to be like a really nice form of nicotine. And so you're going to kind of thwart any of those negative, um, any of the negative, like from the combustion of the smoke with free radicals or, um, you know, the toxins they emit or the, or the toxins they try to put people in. They don't need to get people addicted anymore. All they're going to be is like, hey, we're going to, we're, we have a revolutionary product now that you can get your fix of nicotine and basically, you know, like drive health forward. So, um, wow. but yeah, but like even, you know, and it's going to be really interesting because I'd love to see, cause I'm sure they're going to do clinical trials and really test it. And I'd love to compare it against say supplementation. Um, and because with the supplementation, you need kind of that immediate release dump of the, especially the flush niacins, because it works with those ACE2 or GPR109 A receptors in the liver to then uh, disperse it. Every single cell of our body has this receptor and how much it's expressed, that niacin then is, is attracted to it. And, and when it goes through your blood, that's how much it goes to based on its expression of that receptor and based on like how much you can intake at once. So it'd be interesting to see like if you're, there's still like health benefits if you if, if you're admitting it you know inhaling and it gets in your bloodstream but i'd like to see it versus supplementation but nevertheless they you know that there's antiviral there's anti-inflammatory there's innate immunity modulating powers that are unsurpassed with with mainly flush niacin and for the sake of time because right now i know you already have listeners thinking I just want to try it because there's no downside to this, right? This is something I can buy locally. It's readily available. It's inexpensive. 
and I can start on a low dose, what would you say to that person? Like, how, how do you get started? Right. So like, if you want to incorporate it into your life and you want to live a, a healthy, longer, more, you know, more fulfilling, extended life, um, you know, it's all about bioenergetic balance. And, and so the, both of the niacins, the flush gets intracellularly and modulates, uh, you know, makes it, it preserves the integrity of cellular respiration and, and the, you know, the whole mitochondrial, like a battery processing, recycling energy. And then the niacinamide does in the cytoplasm um, intercellularly complements it. So along with this, other B vitamins, which we're also deficient upon, are, are essential. Um, so like if you want to incorporate in your life, a lot of people get, they get freaked out over the flush response. Um, if you want to be brave, you can go ahead and start at say 500 milligram doses of both, but you don't necessarily have to do that. If you have an like, acute case, your body's yearning for it and your body's going to handle it brilliantly. So I would definitely um, like, recommend if you start in a live case or say vaccine injury start with at least 500 milligrams and build up something depending on mass depending on severity comorbidities how much inflammation you have some people will need to maintain one gram and, and even more um, so like therapeutic dosing and even health promotion dosing is at least for most adults usually at least 500 milligrams all the way up to three grams um, wow. But so to not kind of, um, to not get, you know, um, turned off by the flush, because a lot of people are non-compliant because they think it's something bad and they think it's like allergic reaction or they freak out. You can start at like even 50 milligrams or hundred milligrams, uh, take it after meals, get a good methyl B complex to take once every day. Um, also the NAC is synergistic with the niacin, um, NAC there's kind of two axes of, of, of um, bioenergetic balance. And, and so, so with the NAD, NAD plus, and also with food, ATP, ADP, but on top of that, there's also glutamate, glutathin glutamate, um, which you could think of as like um, hydrogen peroxide and superoxide. So this is, this is like called like antioxidation. Mm -hmm. And so together with, with niacin, NAC further promotes this mitochondrial integrity. Um, and provide this glutathione and, 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 and collates metal and such through the body. Um, so NAC is a brilliant addition. You don't have to necessarily, with NAC also, add a little glycine, serine. It will help promote the uh, glutathione. But with, you know, basically I would start, you know, 50 to 100 milligrams of both of the niacins, the flush and the niacinamide, build up comfortably with meals. Get to, you know, most adults, uh, can get to, you know, it depends if you have bad cholesterol, low lipids, you'll probably need to maintain at least one gram doses a few times a day after meals, some even more. For general adults, at least, you know, around 500 milligram doses a few times a day, maybe not even that much, some might not even need that much or that frequent, um, but just like median. This will make, this will, and, and with all the other nutrients, you know, all these other like vitamin D3, um, selenium with the NAC, the B vitamin replenishment, um, make sure to add a little TMG about 750 milligrams a day or every other day to balance methylation, do a little exercise, vitamin C, um, taurine, um, zinc, uh, 
you know, CoQ10 a little bit, sit like a good diet, a good lifestyle, ex you're never going to get COVID. You might never get any diseases. You'll die, you might die in your sleep and you're 100. Like I'm saying like on the population level. Um, and so, so yeah, like it's, and don't listen to the, most of these doctors are indoctrinated and have no idea about niacin and they'll, they'll put you on statins. I mean, there's these COVID quacks who are, who are pushing statins now. I think they're so clueless. I think it's beyond them knowing that if they even mention niacin in their tweets, they'll lose their $90 for every four minutes telemed appointments. I mean- Dr. Katz, I have a quick question for you about the importance of the flush. Uh -huh. So um, as one takes the niacin longer, the flush becomes less prevalent, it seems. And you also mentioned that with the niacinamide, added addition it can lower the flush is it important that you're dosing enough to always have the flush or will that eventually uh go away and i just want to mention also that i think you know you said something about people being turned off by the flush mm -hmm. it can be really i really like it but it can be really intense and i think people yeah. need to know to know that i have low blood pressure and so the first time mm -hmm. i did it i did 500 milligrams and it was in the morning and i kind of flop down the hallway yeah, you because I think my blood pressure was lowered so much. So now I do it at night when I'm laying down um, just to avoid that. But I think that is important for people to know because it can be kind of freaky. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a trippy kind of experience that first, not, that first time due to its novelty. Um, so like the best way to describe the sensation is kind of like an, in, a tingly inverted sunburn. That yes. comes in within 15 minutes um, and lasts about 45 minutes. It kind of eases. So um, the, the dynamics of the flush response underlyingly, it, it involves that thermodynamic mechanism where it's, it's trying to get kinetic heat energy, free radicals, um, oxidative stress out, out of the mitochondria. And it's, it's literally like a thermogenesis of it out. And there are studies showing literally, um, you know, like the heat, like there are little free radicals coming out of your body all the way from like, you know, the very inner core of your body. So, yeah, I mean, and, it, and it's, that's the last thing. And that's like a, what, a huge advantage for biopharma is the flush because people freak out and think it's bad and get non-compliant. And so, like you said, if you have hypotension or low blood pressure, there are other conditions that you have to you can overcome and not, and, and not have these acute um, kind of unwanted ill effects. Um, and, to, and the way to do this, and even in general, like to, to incorporate in your life as prophylactic against COVID and for health maintenance, prevention of other diseases, the best way is kind of to, especially if you have low blood pressure, if you have low thyroid, which is, is kind of correlated, but, um, and along with this kinetic heat energy release, you have serotonin release um, and histamine release out of mast cells. Um, and then the niacinamide will, will prevent the accumulation of histamine release. In an, and so essentially you're balancing out histamine and you need to eat histamine foods. Nutritionists saying you shouldn't eat histamine foods is wrong advice. All you have to do is, is take both of the niacins. And, but anyway, to overcome these you know, kind of caveats, um, you know, start to always take after meals, 
the fillers and foods helps it process. Um, and you don't, and, and especially those first few times, you don't want it to be too intense. Um, take with the niacinamide, it will smoothen it. Take double the mass of vitamin C ascorbic acid, will smoothen it. Keep your B complex replenished. Um, it, eventually, the, so you can overcome it, build up to where you need to be. Usually if adults around 500 milligrams of both of the niacins. And eventually, very quickly, you'll notice it'll, your body becomes accustomed. It's kind of also like with the novelty and the psychological adjustments, your body's physically adjusting. So the less you kind of flush, like every day we're, we're accumulating inflammation. Um, so the, a lot of this flush is this release of the inflammation along with the serotonin and histamine and the opening, you know, the vasodilation of the capillaries to allow this release. Um, and that's where you see you get red. The red's not just the blood, it's also literally heat getting out. Um, so it, it, it quick, for most people without those caveat, like without, you know, things like hypotension, um, low thyroid, for most people, it's, it's, it's very quickly, it becomes even enjoyable. And eventually, like if you continue dosing every day within a week or two, you won't kind of, like, if you don't take a day off, then you won't flush anymore. Um, and what that is, is that, so you, the flush is kind of, it, it, I wouldn't worry about exactly the, it's a very intricate, mysterious still mechanism. Um, and I'm likely the expert at it, but it's still so um, kind of un, unfully elucidated yet. But um, kind of, you, you kind of want the flush, but then again, as the flush resides, with continued dosing, this meaning that your body's getting more bioenergetically balanced through through each through each of the cells of your body. But then again, you don't want to have it so it's like um, that you don't have methyl donors for the flesh niacin to eat up with the methylation one carbon cycle that's connected to it. And and this very interesting. I'm not going to get into the biochemistry here, but you want to also, you know, keep a good B complex, even add a little extra thymine, a little extra riboflavin to promote the NAD plus uh, um, development through the niacins. Um, also like a, like a P5P, vitamin B6, um, any kind of B12, I do a methyl, they eventually all convert to methyl, the TMG, a little exercise. This will kind of keep you even further in the bioenergetic balance. So, so you don't really have to worry too much. You're going to feel better and you can go get biomarker readings from the doctor and blood tests and you'll see how revolutionized your health will be too and remain. Um, right, because yeah. some of these blood test results before and after with people who really struggled with, with cholesterol issues are amazing, right? Oh they yeah, it's unsurpassed. I mean, and they know that. And then, and then these studies showing this lipid metabolism uh, imbalances and low HDL driving COVID and such, you know what they conclude then is for treatments, statins and remdesivir. They're paid off or that indoctrinated to not even mention the, the number one supreme, you know, uh, uh, HDL boosting, LDL lowering, good cholesterol transport promoting freaking compound ever. Um, because if they mentioned that COVID would be over. And so I've with the time we have left, cause we're going into overtime, yeah. which 
is a good problem to have because I am just like on the edge of my seat with this whole conversation. This is like the silver lining of COVID, this topic of niacin. Um, I want to at least hit touch on some highlight tips for long haulers and people with vaccine reactions. Those right. two so long haulers, um, at first, I, I was mainly focusing on the flush niacin. I was seeing maybe 65 to 70% fully recovered heal within a few weeks. Um, then I added the NAC and then the niacinamide. And now it's, you know, at least 80% now, guesstimate, you know, are, are fully recovered, healed, living better lives than they were before. Um, wow. There's another 10% now who are getting over the hump. Because with, and also with the long COVID and the vaccine injury, there's, there's this copper misbalance going on and it's freaking out heavy metals uh, balancing through our body and leading to these uh, ferritin oxidatives uh, over accumulating in our macrophages and in nerve cells. Um, so with that, and uh, like, so there are long haulers, you know, the one, the, so there's, there's 80% now with both niacins NEC, brilliant. Um, 10% of the remaining 20% there is, they'll have like, it's, it's kind of like a herxing reaction, um, mm -hmm. because, because they're getting a real therapy now and trying to biologically balance and biochemically balance this whole long COVID is, is, is this tripping out of the tryptophan pathway because there wasn't enough niacin to, to prevent this accumulation of the inflammation. So now they're in like an immunoparalyzed state without niacin and, so once they get repleting with niacin a lot of times and they have other deficiencies uh, nutritionally or they you know have toxins uh, mercury heavy metal buildups and even the covid and with back so, so i'll get to the vaccines right after but they're kind of herxing out and but then that 10 percent, then now they're on their way to recovery once their body becomes accustomed to the protocol which is the scenario three and then there's then still uh, like a 10% proportion remaining who, who even they can react beautifully to nice and, and then the protocol or they didn't. And then what they eventually got to the needed doses and they're all feeling incredibly better than before, but they're not yet fully cured yet. Like I want them to be what my goal is to be. And, and that's because they have essentially these ferric oxide buildups in their, in their nerve cells. And, um, so what, so like niacin, so, um, you know, niacin, NEC, the protocol, exercise, sauna, all the, the B vitamins, this, you know, it's maybe eventually like over a few months, we'll finally get it out, but we need to expedite that. And, right. and so even sauna, it can help, but not fully. So what it's doing is it's releasing these, these heavy metal toxins, mainly iron, um, from these nerve cells and macrophages it's releasing these heavy metals, but, th but they're not getting out of the body yet. They're then going back in. It's, it's not as a fast of enough rate to, to, to anyone's liking it, this remaining 10%. So we're looking into, um, my, my, my uh, friend colleague and I are looking into, he's a like biochemist, also Russian. Um, we're looking into essentially kind of detox scoopers so that when you say take the protocol do a little exercise, do sauna. And so it's, these toxins are released. You can do a scooper and it'll, it'll, those toxins, the irons, they'll, you know, with NAC and other things also, 
it can collate the iron and it'll bind to these scoopers and then the body poops it out. Um, and there are a lot of, um, I'll list, there are a lot of interesting compounds um, like to begin maybe like, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, curse, uh, how do you pronounce it? Cursorman, Kirkerman. Yes, curcumin. Yeah, 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 oh, so curcumin. curcumin. So curcumin is a really safe one to start off. And I think eventually everyone, everyone in the world has got, it's 2021, right? So everyone's got heavy metal deposits. Um, so there's- By the way, my chicken's name is curcumin. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, a, what a coincidence. <laughs> but there's, I mean- so It's so powerful. I was like, I, I named all my chickens after medicinal plants. <laughs> So, um, and then, you know, it's some nutritionists have been suggesting the humic fulvic acid, like a really good organic one from soil. And I've heard stories of people pooping their brains out of parasites with that. Yeah. And that's, but, and that one's safe too. Um, other choice like bentonite, activated yeah. charcoal, um, phosphate, IP6, um, also, uh, milk thistle, um, and so there's one that's called, it's kind of banned. It's called NMBI. You can only get it in China. They've been trying to, they've been trying to suppress it. This one apparently is a miracle one, but it's very difficult to access. So, you know, we're gonna, my colleague and I are gonna really try to do like an, another protocol also for these remaining 10% of long haulers and also for really everyone to incorporate their lives. I mean, this will, along with niacins and the rest of the nutrients and good healthy lifestyle, this will go a long way to preventing a huge amount like Alzheimer's dementia. Yes. I mean, you know, with these heavy metal toxic buildups with energy and inflammation accumulating and making these, you know, iron oxidatives, we need to get them out of our body. So that's, so the vaccine then that kind of segues and we're going to, we're going to eventually cure everyone um, and prevent all this. So that's, and still, this is like, you know, only, only but still hundreds of thousands but 10 percent um but so vaccine injury which is so please try to you know don't don't put yourself at risk it's meaningless mitigation literally less than one percent mitigation over only a few weeks for genocide level morbidity and mortality they right. i don't think any of our supporters who normally tune in are are even on the fence on this issue Right. So if, if they even, so I'm already steps ahead that the, the nutrients, the niacins mainly, and also these detoxers if needed, um, which will further promote also combined. But, you know, my protocol with the scenario one, like try to incorporate the protocol, the niacins into your life. And then if, if you have to get jabbed, take it and then continue the protocol, even bump it up a little. I'm getting back. I have at least 20 reports back from people like that, they literally like purge it out of their body. Yes. Um, and you even see like the nanomaterials with the rash get out of their body. And then they feel, it's like almost the vaccine almost helps the, the immune system induce this. It's not like an odd, because really what it's doing, um, and, and Dr. Fleming can tell you, it's inducing um, an autoimmune. So like your body doesn't want this synthetic trash and it's inducing this autoimmune response that's leading this inflammatory oxidative stress cascade that leads to thrombotic events. And this turns into blood clots, microscopic blood clots all through your body. Literally, they're now, 
NHS is literally doing three and a half billion dollar funding to do treatment for their vaccine that was supposed to treat for the, for the blood clots. And literally flush niacin is unsurpassed at limiting and reducing getting away blood clots. Um, and I have a, basically it's, it's, it essentially like, it's again, kind of almost like cholesterol macrophages with the niacin. It, it essentially said so like the um, fibromyalgia is in the protein plasma and the niacin basically inhibits it. And there's no way to, basically there's no way for blood clots and the platelet factors to develop into the blood clots, to release it in the blood clots. Um, and also it, it, it basically like uh, the vasodilation properties um, kind of like collates in a way the, the blood clots. Um, and, well, and have they you know thought about going to work to consult with the airlines to save all their pilots from blood clots? That could be a good right. thing. I mean, they don't, want, they don't want to. I could have saved, no one could have had COVID by now. I tell all the doc, I mean, there are good doctors who are now, they're realizing they're working with me. They didn't know, because usually in research, um, you know, my role as epidemiologist, I, you know, I figure out what's going on, report it. And then it's, especially during an ongoing pandemic, people are dying and stuff and suffering. Then, you know, the clinicians then take it away and, and, and other researchers build on it. There would have, they made sure to censor my work. They made sure that people, they still do. And so other clinicians and other, there are people who really think that biopharma is looking out for them and driving the health sciences. I mean, we're even expert epidemiologists, former colleagues of mine, they don't, they're not thorough. They're not open-minded, they're brainwashed. Um, and they don't do, they don't, like I knew these vaccines would be genocide level morbidity mortality for meaningless mitigation based on their own clinical trials. If you actually assess them and, and review them. I mean, I, I don't even need to see a real world application because we already showed what it's gonna happen in the trial. And so, but they disseminate it. They do that with the relative risk with the rare outcome and bullshit. They don't, they don't, the fact that they're saying, oh, but there's no data that shows it's bad for pregnant women or, and then, but it's like, if had they included pregnant woman or anyone who wasn't health stable, those trials would have been halted because, and that's why they include only health stable. It's a crime against humanity to then apply it to everyone. This has never happened before. You can't apply it to a non-generalizable population of your results. That This is against ethics board. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, so I mean, the vax, it's a joke. They want everyone vaccinated. They don't give a crap. Biopharmers paid off everyone. And most of the, it's like the people, it's like a war going on and, and the, and the bad guys is prey who they want, who want, who they want to be casualties, their enemy, they, half of their enemies think they're allies with, with, with the enemy. Right. There's no big profit in, in healthy people. There's a huge profit in, in people who have chronic autoimmune disease or heart conditions or neurological conditions for the rest of their lives. And, and, you know, something that I think is interesting about how this has rolled out when we first started looking at your, your work about the same time, uh, I think it was Bill Gates came out and said that the industrialized world should stop eating meat. And I think that, you know, there is an argument for not eating big, you know, feedlot meat. However, right. clean meat is where we get our B vitamins of which niacin is one. And so, uh, you know, a, 
Americans are already eating a very unhealthy diet generally. And then to remove a, a full uh, group of food that gives us our vitamins that are crucial for people getting, you know, that's some of the ways people will get, only people will get that. Um, yeah. I just thought that was interesting that it paralleled this work that you were showing. Oh yeah, and then they're trying to get rid of cigarettes now too more. And I mean, yeah, and also like they don't, like the niacin's like a gift for us to supplement, to, to maintain and revert back to this bioenergetic balance dynamic that we have receptors in our body that are like this, this holy gift that we're, spo we're supposed to take enough nice and immediately release dump to keep us. Um, and so they don't want you, even in food, it doesn't release, I mean, it helps more. There's studies showing if you, you know, you know beyond 25 milligrams a day, you're, you're um, uh, half the rate of decline of, cogn of cognition. Um, preserving uh, gray matter in the brain. Um, wow. I meant uh, uh, keeping HIV at bay. I mean, but more, you're, there's gonna be mass eradication, major, major, massive mitigation of so many diseases, ailments, chronic illness, chronic disease, and extension of healthy life on, on a massive scale globally. And God forbid for bioformer, it will render them useless. They know nutrients, mainly these special niacins, and you can even add NAC and B vitamins. They know the power of them. They 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 copy them and make biopharmaceuticals with them, and they don't that are synthetic and they don't even compare. And so this is their. It's not a dirty, but it's their dirty secret that they don't want people getting out. Mainly the niacin. Um, and again with the vax, like I'm, we're you know they're going to try to get everyone vaxxed. And the so I've now at least at least 15 people now um, also, and I'm getting more and more and more. I, mean, I have thousands of DMs, every emails, I'm trying to get, you know, get in touch and, and, and basically heal them. But there are people with like severe neurologically induced damage to, to their to their brainstem even um, motor skills, almost like a Parkinson's mixed with like a, after effects of a stroke or something. And it's yeah. a lot, of, a lot of this is clotting related. Um, but so like they're now, some of them even recover within days, like fully, they feel better than ever with the protocol, mainly both niacins, NAC, B vitamin replenishment, eating good, good foods, like good meats. Um, you know, they feel better than before after, after, going through like a dementia Parkinson's stroke-like conditions. Um, and some take, you know, it, within like five weeks now, I have this individual who now feels better than ever. Um, and so it's like, it's not just getting, um, making you feel, and, and I, and again, I wish I had formal biomarkers to, to confirm, but I urge them to go get full blood panel and they'll show it, I imagine. Um, but they're not just feeling better and, uh, before this whole saga, but they're, um, they're getting the actual nanomaterial technology, the, the meta materials out of their body. Um, I want because we're out of time, I just want to end on that wrap up on that very powerful thought that, that we have, a, an unprecedented problem but we have this powerful solution. And I really do hope that 
Dimitri, this is just like the beginning of your journey. I yeah. mean, you just, it's bigger than me. Yeah, that it you just you're just everywhere and in everyone's ears and and so much healing can can happen for both, you know, regular health and preventative health, but like with the the crisis that is upon us. And, and our I, planet is very very lucky to have someone like you on it who will carry on the fight despite despite all of the things you mentioned today that stood in your way. So we're, we're really grateful to you. Yeah, I thank you too. I, I, it's, it's a blessing that, that there, you know, people understand what, what, like the, the health, the objective science that, and, and the real healing and, and the, kind, the, 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 the real significance and the massive impact that it'll have for our civilization. And, you know, it's 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 it you know thank god that the the niacins and nac this protocol thank god it's it's mitigating and completely wiping out this vaccine damage because it's it's worse and and it just goes to show you how much more powerful what our body actually needs naturally is than these synthetics and whatever meta materials they try to put in our nerves to, to sap away our energy remotely. That's really what's going on. Um, when you talk about that recovery from vaccine injury, have you worked with yeah. any of the people where, you know, we see people that are just tremoring and they can't even stand up, right? And, and it's horrifying. And, and as a parent from a vaccine injured kid, I just, I, you know, it's like, you know what they're going through with this. You just want to step back and not do it. Are you seeing that kind of recovery with those people who are, their bodies are so severely damaged? So I've been, I've been reaching out to them and other people, you know, their friends and people who are worried have been kind of, um, you know, showing them my protocol and such on Twitter. And I, so I, uh, like one I know who had the tremors and a lot of this again is this iron overload. Um, and also this, they're, they're messing up with your lipids, depleting, depleting the niacin directly. Um, and it's almost like a Parkinson's um, and, and and this iron overload. I haven't, so I've gotten maybe one person back through fully cure. Um, but it's, there's also a point where it's so, but I, I think it will still overcome that. But to build up again, comfortably, if it's that severe in nature, um, it, I, I'm very confident it will still work fully 100%. It's, 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 you know, I don't, the organs aren't really damaged. Um, I think it's a lot with the clotting, with inflammation, uh, nerve circuitry is messed up, um, the niacin is depleted, there's an iron overload. I think the protocol, and then if, if needed, those kind of detox scoopers, I think it will fully recover all of them too. Now, if they're like on their deathbed after a hemor uh, like hemorrhagic stroke or congestive heart failure, which in the clinical trials showed that in healthy people, now if you extrapolate that to the world, you're talking about millions of people getting this as if it was rare, um, but those people, I'm not sure. There might be a point where it's too late, but, but I don't, I, I would bet for, for damn near all of them that it would still work. Um, but it's, yeah, it needs, it needs to be put into clinical practice. They need to, 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 nothing else is gonna work. This is the only, you know, but, but like before that point, it's gonna work brilliantly for everyone and it's gonna get this crap out. Nothing else like this that I that is it checks all the blocks of what it can do to clean the blood 
and its accessibility. You know, we can't put everyone in a hyperbaric chamber. We can't put everyone connected to IV ozone, but this is something that is accessible to everybody. Right, and, and those hyperbaric chambers, IV ozone, they won't work as well. Right, it, what you just described explains why it won't work as well. So I just want everyone to follow you. If you have thought about a Twitter account, but maybe you were reluctant, that is where Dr. Dimitri Katz is sharing all of this information in um, downloadable files and expl explanations and with referenced research. And so at niacin, spelled N-I-A-3-I-N, um, Dimitri, three, okay. So N-I-A-3-I-N. Um, Dimitri Hats, find him or find one of us on Twitter and we're all following him. And um, this is just the beginning. This is this is not even the beginning. This is like the, the preface. This is the introduction to the beginning. So thank you so much for joining us on Serious Shot. Thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you everyone. I really appreciate it. God bless. All right, well, I loved that interview. That was so much amazing information. I think I'm going to have to listen to it a couple times to take some notes and really digest what Dr. Katz said. said. That was incredible and very motivational. I got to go out for a run and then I'm going to come home and take some niacin. I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.